following episode of Yo MTG Taps contains opinions that are held solely by Big Head Joe and do not necessarily represent the opinions of LegitMTG.com, Joey Pasco, Stephen Marshall, or anyone else other than Big Head Joe. Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. I wonder who my competition tonight gonna be. I know it ain't gonna be nobody up in here. They up in here. They up in here. Magnetic. F-14. W. Organized campaign. I'm on my third route. The album just dropped. I'm trying to get the word out. Superhero theme music. Ron Sleep walking, snoring. The less rails for what was recorded. My first stop was Sway in the morning. Was greeted by Heather B. Toto was a fan since the real world on MTV. Now I MC, five fingers of death, couldn't chin check me. Not before I had to get balls right. Rehearsing, was asked about my upbringing, how long I've been working. And Sway's hair wrap, look bigger hand person. Was rhyming like it was a wake up show. Homie, tough, I got raps for days. Gotta say something for Tony Touch. My phone is all sorry, I can't talk right now. I'm busy traveling, making my rounds. I sat down next on the schedule was static selector, Shaw Radio. Hey everybody, welcome back to YoMTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. I said, hey everybody, welcome back to YoMTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. (laughs) Makes me think of Pleasantville. Honey, where's my dinner? I'm so used to hearing Stephen say, and I'm Stephen Marshall. No, uh, Stephen is not here this week. I am actually doing this by myself. Uh, should be interesting. I haven't done this actually since the announcement that I made that we were bringing the show back. Back in December of 2013. So, you know, it's a little different. Um, Stephen is actually, right now as we speak at Game 2 of the World Series uh, in Kansas City, watching his Mets take on the Royals. Uh, So that's really exciting, and I'm excited that he got to go, and I'm super jealous, but they're not my... I don't really care about this World Series, so it doesn't really bother me that much. Uh, Now, if it were the Orioles or the Rangers, it'd be something different. But anyway, I digress. Uh, So it's just me. Uh, We're going to do this Magic Sock style uh, and just do a solo show. Um, but uh, a couple things. Uh, so since this is my show this week, um, I just want to talk about a couple things that have been on my mind lately. Um, it's kind of like a, <laughs> almost like an, an audio diary, if you will. This is my this is my live journal uh, for the week. Um, but uh, I hope, oh, hopefully it won't get too whiny. I just had, I've had a couple things on my mind that I didn't, really want to talk about on the show, but I've got the platform now to do it and, uh, nobody to tell me not to. So I'm going to do it. And that's just how it's going to go. Um, first of all, a a couple weeks ago, uh, while I was in Madison, Wisconsin for the Grand Prix, um, this band posted a, a link to their band camp on, the DFW Magic Players Facebook group. 
and I wanted to check it out, and I never got a chance to until maybe like a week after I got back. I finally checked it out, and they're awesome. So uh, I got their permission. I want to play a song from the album. Uh, the out al- the band is called Wild Speaker, and uh, the album is called Survey the Wreckage. Uh, and if any of you uh, have ever played Magic before, you might recognize some of those terms. Uh, the tracks on the album also uh, have a lot of references. I don't think the the, the lyrics don't reference Magic, but obviously uh, these are magic players or at least the singer is definitely a magic player um and the tracks are named things such as survey the wreckage apex predator which could also mean that she's a randy orton fan uh invasive species overgrown tomb abrupt decay ultimate price path to exile i mean these are great uh song names uh (laughs) in general uh but it's just i just thought it was cool that the project uh, was very influenced by Magic the Gathering, and uh, I, it doesn't hurt that the project rocks. So uh, here is the song Abrupt Decay by Wildspeaker. We are the generation that gets to witness the end of mankind. Perhaps in some way that's almost as special as having been there in the beginning. <laughs> Because 
uh, the interesting thing about Standard, it, both the Grand Prix as Qu- Quebec City and the SCG Open in St. Louis uh, were both won by ramp decks. So there was a green-red ramp uh, deck that won the Grand Prix and a mono-green Eldrazi deck that won the uh, SCG Open. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. I like to see that design space uh, starting to open up in uh, in standard. So pretty cool. Not a lot of uh, of Atarka Red, which is a little disturbing because I'm actually building standard now. I'm starting to put together cards to build any number of red decks, mainly because I already have the fetch lands and I already have the Swift Spears, and I already have the uh, Tarka's Commands. So it makes red not only my you know deck of choice in general, um, especially when I haven't been focusing on Standard too hard or playing it at all, uh, but it also just uh, makes that the easiest deck to build for me since I have some of the most expensive pieces of it already, um, which is useful. You know, uh, so I've been I've been trading for standard cards, and I'm ashamed. But the reality is, around here, uh, nobody plays sealed, uh, or at least not competitively. Um, all of the stuff on our on our calendar for competitive REL events are all standard. I mean, pretty much just all standard right now, and maybe some modern. Uh, but no sealed. There's like absolutely no sealed on the uh, on the calendar, and it's really depressing because that's what I want to play. Uh, I'm going to Atlanta, you know, uh, next month, and I want to practice sealed. So uh, I've had to do that on Magic Online, and uh, and that sucks. <laughs> well, it doesn't really suck, but it's it's been interesting because. Um, this last weekend, I signed up for one of the premier events, the seven-round sealed event, and it went horribly. I went 1-4, and usually at the end of my streams, because I don't know if, if anyone doesn't know, every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern, I stream um, on the Legit MTG Twitch channel. I stream limited. A lot of times, it's drafts. But this week, or in the past couple weeks, and for the next couple weeks, it's going to be sealed because we're testing for Grand Prix Atlanta. Uh, and i got to get as much sealed as I can in, and since I can't do that uh, in paper, I'm going to have to do it online. Um, man, I timed out like three times in the course of those five rounds. I was so upset about it. Like I was so tilted that... I, I I didn't like come back to the camera and then like wrap up the stream. I just rage quit the stream. I just typed in drop in all caps and then just closed down the stream. I was just done. Uh, it sucked. <laughs> it really did. There was one game where like I had the win. All I had to do was cast my Dominator drone, but I ran out of time before it could uh, before it could be cast. Oh, it was the friggin' worst. The absolute worst. Um, but I mean, th- I learned a very important lesson there and I just got to play faster, especially on magic online. Um, you only have a small clock, you know, 25 minutes is not a lot of time. So you got to use your time wisely and you got to be able to use the shortcuts. And that's the thing is like, I have a lot of pr- trouble using the shortcuts 
I just can't remember to do it. I just like to click. I'm afraid that if I use the shortcuts, I'm going to screw up and hit him at the wrong time. And it's exactly what happened in another round where like I could have totally blown out my opponent, but I hit F6 on my turn and it just kept cycling through. And I just like didn't, I was like stressed out and didn't know how to stop it. So I just, I like ran right through um, combat and was not able to use the trick that I needed to use uh, to, to, to get my opponent and ugh, it was just, it was the worst, but um, it's good because I learned a really important lesson about uh, using your shortcuts um, and, and just being able to play with a faster pace. And we're going right back for it this Sunday. I'm going right back into, and hopefully there'll be another seven round sealed. If there is, I'm going right back into it and we're going to do it again. And this time it's going to go better. I hope. Because uh, I got to get there, man. I got to get this sealed thing going. I got to. I got to get. I got to do better at it. Got to get caught up and learn the format before Atlanta. And uh, yeah, I mean it's it's been it's been really stressful because I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of stress that comes with this Atlanta trip. Um, some of it's good and some of it's it's all I mean, the stress is all good. It's all positive stress if that makes any sense. But. I'm first of all, uh, this is going to be the first, uh, out of town magic trip that I've gone on with my wife, which is going to be really fun because we're going to Baltimore first. She's never been. So she gets to see the hometown, uh, take her around, show her some touristy stuff. And then we're going to take a train overnight into Atlanta for the Grand Prix. Uh, she's got a city pass, so she'll be able to go to, uh, the zoo, the aquarium, uh, maybe the zoo, I don't know, um, like the CNN studio tour, the world of Coca-Cola, <laughs> and uh, uh, something else, too, I don't even remember. But it's going to be cool. So she'll have plenty of stuff to do while I'm playing on Saturday and hopefully on Sunday. So, that, But anyway, you know, th- th- there's there's a bit of stress there in terms of, like, is she going to have a good time? You know, is it going to be too boring for her to be there while I'm doing something else, and it's almost like we're on two separate trips. Uh, that won't be the case in Baltimore, but it might very well be the case for most of the weekend in Atlanta. Um, we're going to have that whole Monday to hang out together in Atlanta uh, in case I wind up being uh, preoccupied the whole weekend. Uh, but it's, you know, it's stressful. You know, you never know like how it's going to work out. Um, but it's exciting at the same time because if it goes well, it opens the door to having her travel with me to more events, which is the goal. I would love for her to be able to come on these trips with me and see these cities and, and, and hang out, even if we're not always going to be you know, together. It'll just be really cool to, for her to be able to travel a little bit more too instead of just waiting back at the house for me to come back because that's just not fun. And the other stress is this is the last – um, Grand Prix I'm playing in this year. I've actually played in six Grand Prix this year, which blows my mind. I just can't believe how many Grand Prix I've played in. I've played in Vegas, I played in uh, Dallas, I played in Oklahoma City, I played in Detroit in between there, um, I played in Madison, Wisconsin, and now Atlanta. So, it's going to be really crazy. So, you know, this is the last one. And, um, I really feel a lot of pressure to put up a good result for this last event because uh, 
Vegas, I finished 43rd, which is huge. It was For me, that was huge. It was the best I've ever done in a Grand Prix. It was really a big deal, um, which is what spurred on this whole uh, let's book more Grand Prix thing. And then since then, well, I did great on day one of Dallas, but then I tanked the drafts. But then um, ever since then, the rest of them have just been kind of uh, mediocre performances at best, you know? Um, what, 4-3, actually, yeah, 4-3 in, in uh, Oklahoma City, 5-3 in Madison. Um, I think we wound up going like 2-4 and four <laughs> or something in, uh, in Detroit. Yeah, so so overall, just not the uh, expectation, or not meeting my expectations, rather, uh, that that Vegas uh, instilled. So this, there's a lot of pressure to do well here. A lot of the pressure comes from me wanting to become a member of the Texas Guild Mages. Um, it's a group of players that have been playing together uh, for 19 years. Uh, it's a group that was started by Jeff Zandi. Uh, who's a writer for uh, LegitMTG.com and, until recently, a TCG player. And uh, I've been practicing with these guys for a couple months now, and they're just a great group, uh, lots of players uh, that are just really, really on top of their game. Uh, I hate name-dropping, but I'll just name names. I don't know if you know any of these people. I don't care. Uh, John Toon, Ian Jashaway, Mark Hendrickson, Scott Martin, uh, of course, Jeff Zandi, his son Lawson Zandi, um, just to name a couple of the players uh, that I'm playing with. Um, and I'm pretty sure all those people that I named have, have played on the Pro Tour before. Uh, Mark Hendrickson played in the first, I think in the first Pro Tour and played in the Pro Tour for like the first, in the first year of the Pro Tour. So these are old school guys, man. This is like right up my alley because, you know, I don't have like that old school like success like they've had, but I definitely am just an old school guy and uh, I feel great being in a room with other old school guys and, and just having, I mean, having Mark over my shoulder, like, like, like basically walking me through turns and walking me through games when we team draft has been some of the best practice I've ever had in my 20 years of playing Magic. And this is the group that I want to be a part of. This is like, this is the label that I want under me as a Magic player. I want to be a Texas Guild Mage. Um, and uh, one of the sh- most surefire ways for me to become a Guild Mage would be to get on the Pro Tour. Um and so there's a lot of pressure to do that um, because I really want to be a member of this group and I really want to uh, to impress them, frankly, because I'm the new guy and I want to I want them to to want me, <laughs> right? You know, that's just really what I want. So we got to go to Atlanta and we got to play some sealed. And uh, I, I've been having a lot of difficulty wrapping my head around it because. It really does feel like greed is rewarded in this sealed. Um, I've had a little bit of chance to play sealed, and if I feel like the more colors I play, the stronger my deck is. Usually it's not the case. Usually it's like, well, I gotta play this two-color deck and, you know, streamline everything, no splashing, and 
Nope, not at all, man. Not at all. Like, I just want to run three colors and run all the best removal in all three colors. And just, I don't know. And it, So there's that. And, and that's been going a lot better. Um, just trying to stretch out and to be greedy has actually been working. And that's new to me. And that's not... A comf- that's out of my comfort zone um, because I just don't even... I mean, the decks I'm building for standard, let's go through the list. I mean, red, green, uh, Tarka red, red, green, landfall, and like a black, red, the black, red, Saito, aggro list. Uh, you know, two colors. Two colors at most. Now, seeing a mono green ramp deck, that got me giddy, and that makes me want to uh, put that together as well. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I really feel like building four standard decks uh, ever. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's really tough for me to, to, to splash. It's tough for me to do that. So that's what I've been practicing. I've been practicing, you know, three-color mana bases in, in sealed. And that's just kind of where my head's at right now and wanting to get that going and getting that to work better. And, and that, so, that's, so that's what we're going to do on Sunday. We're going to pick that back up, uh, go right back into it, and I just got to... Just got to play better, play faster. You know, another topic that's been on my mind lately is just about this show and about how long this show's been around. I mean, we've been doing this show now for six years um, in various forms, you know, and give or take (laughs) a few months off here and there. And a little extended break there. Um, You know, the show's been a show for six years, which blows my mind. And a lot has changed in six years. We got we started the show because we liked it, because we liked talking about magic. And that's, you know, what we wanted to do. So we started a show to do that. And the show got successful. You know, the show got a following. And we eventually got sponsored by Star City Games, which was totally rad. That was a crazy experience, getting sponsored by Star City and, and being, you know... Honestly, like one of probably one of you know, I'll be modest and say one of like the five biggest podcasts at the time, and and that was a really cool experience doing that, getting those opportunities to uh, to have like lots of like marquee guests and uh, go to different events and doing the SCG live was was completely crazy. Uh, it was just a really cool thing. And it was easy. It was easy to promote the show back then. You just it just goes up on Star City Games, and then people go and they download it. Um, and then we were able to use Twitter to interact with people, and I don't know. It was really fun. And the show, doing the show, is really fun. And and you know, I love our sponsor. I love LegitMTG.com. You know, I love the fact that you know they're taking good care of us. But I've just been thinking a lot about it lately. It's it's weird. It's weird because I know, and, and, and I've come to terms with the fact that our 15 minutes are up, you know? Like, we're not the top dog. We're not, we're, we're, we're not even in the top five or top ten anymore, I don't think, you know? I mean, qu- quality-wise, I'd argue maybe we are, but, um, you know, but that's just... You know, I'm biased, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I listen to shows, 
and I'll hear people say, you know, oh, I didn't know, you know, oh, yo, MTG Taps, so yeah, they're not around anymore. And I'm like, hello, I'm listening to your show right now. We're here. We're actually here. We're still a show. And it's like, maybe we're, I mean, are we doing something wrong? Like, are we not promoting the show correctly? Um, I mean, I know legit MTG is not the size of Star City Games, but it's still like the fact that the show's been active again for almost two years to have people still saying like, oh, well, I don't think that they're even doing a podcast anymore. It it's it well you know honestly it hurts my feelings you know it, it makes me feel like that this is all pointless and that I shouldn't even be talking right now I should just be watching wrestling or something but you know I love doing this show and I'm not gonna ever stop doing this show for as long as as they'll have us you know but it's just weird like I don't I guess I mean promoting shows has changed a lot I guess. Like, how to get the show out there and how to get your show noticed. That's probably changed. I think that's changed a lot. The dynamic of Twitter has changed so much. It used to be with Twitter, like, you just say, hey, uh, you just throw a question out there. and People would just reply, reply, and answer. And and I just don't feel like we get that kind of interaction anymore on on social media. And I don't know, maybe we're using the wrong social media. I don't think so though. I don't I don't think we are. It's just weird. You know, I'm an old I'm an old man. I don't I don't I don't understand how these things work. I don't I don't know how to use the Instagrams. I I kind of know how to use the Instagrams, but anyway. But the, the one thing I've noticed uh since we came back is that there are shows... Well, first of all, I mean, the first thing that I noticed were shows doing Kickstarter campaigns uh, to fund their show. Um, and they got and, and uh, several shows... I'm not going to name any names here because I got no beef with any of the shows uh, that I'm talking about in terms of, like, anyone who's done this sort of thing. Because, you know, get that money. Do what you got to do. I, I, got, I got nothing but respect for anyone who's on the grind and who who knows how to how to make it work, you know? Nothing but respect, really. Um but you know, seeing these Kickstarter pa- campaigns go up and like seeing them get funded, I'm like, man, are we doing something wrong? Like d- should I mean, should we have should we have a sponsor like cuz I'll tell you, like those Kickstarter campaigns and and the Patreons that are going around like those shows are getting paid way more than we get paid, and that—I mean—that's great. That's fine. I'm not jealous, and it's not like, oh, I wish we would have done that. I don't. I don't actually wish we would have done that, because what I did was I went to Legit MTG and I said, "Hey, I would like you to pay us what I think this show is worth, and I think this show is worth X dollars," and they said, "Okay," and. I said, is there anything you want us to talk about in particular? And they said, do what you want. So we're getting paid what we think the show is worth to do what we want. And that sort of freedom is worth more than any like big amount of money to me. Uh, because I do this show because I love this show. And I do this show because I love magic. 
not because I want to make it a career or make a living out of it. I want to make a living out of magic, but I want to make a living out of magic doing a number of things, including playing perfect magic. You know, um, this podcast is just one aspect of that. And, you know, and it does, it, it, it helps. It's crazy to me. I mean, like, it's honestly just crazy to me to see that people are paying money for podcasts because that's the thing that I thought sponsorships were for. I thought that you get a sponsor so you don't have to charge anyone money so you can keep putting out a show and doing it regularly and, you know, not doing it where your time could be, you know, because time is valuable. People's time is very valuable. Um, but, like, I'll tell you, I mean, just go go on go on Patreon and look at some of the podcasts and how much they're getting paid. I'll tell you right now, it does not cost that much per episode to produce those shows. It doesn't. It doesn't cost, it hardly, it almost costs nothing to produce this show. You know, there's there's just a couple monthly costs, uh, but other than that, it doesn't really cost as much money as uh, people are pump, pumping into these shows. Like I've, I, I take pride in the fact that like we've never begged for money on this show, and we've never. Um, well, okay, there was one time, but let's, let's let's forget about that. Okay, I was I was in a tight spot. Uh, <laughs> but we've never we've never put content behind paywalls. We've never put interaction behind paywalls. If you ever want to get in touch with us, you just email us. You know, if you're clever, if we like it, we'll read it on the show. We'll answer it on the show. You know, you don't have to be giving us a a, a per episode fee to get involved in that. Like, just just holler at us. You know. We're around. Talk to us. I don't want to sound like I'm whining or or complaining about the shows that do those sort of things. But it blows my mind that people will... Like, for a long time, I used to steal music. You know? I used to just... Back when CDs were still the way to go and there really wasn't an iTunes store, or if there was, I wasn't using it because I'm always slow to adopt technology. Um... I used to steal music. I used to steal MP3s off of like Napster and stuff. And my argument was always, but they're files, they're free. Like, why should I pay for something I, you know, for a file? It's free, you know? And I always thought that like podcasts, one of the things about podcasts across the board was that podcasts were free. I mean, and it's not like anyone's holding a gun up to anyone's head and saying, you have to give us money. And it's not like they're holding their sh- people are holding their shows hostage until they meet a certain threshold, you know? People want to pay money every week for podcasts. And I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it at all. <laughs> I really don't. Um, like, I thought that's what sponsorships were for. I thought that you were to... You know, you get a sponsor, and then you can do your show, and then people don't have to pay for it. But I don't know. I don't know. Now, see, Magic Sock, going back to the Magic Sock thing, Magic Sock is the perfect example of how not to ask for money, because they were begging, basically. The guy was just begging on the show, and eventually was like, you guys won't give me money? Well, fine. I'm done. 
And it was like, all right, bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I actually liked that guy a lot, you know? But that's the perfect example of how not to do that sort of thing. Um, and I do think that, like, Patreon and Kickstarter, to a lesser extent, I mean, I don't know. I don't know which one I think is better. The Patreon thing is a weekly thing. But it almost, I don't know, really, because like Kickstarter, it's a one-time thing. You meet the goal, everybody pays once, and, and the show or the project is funded. Like, that I like. I don't like the idea of Patreon. I don't like the idea of, like, having a weekly subscription. You know, I grew up poor. And for the most part, you know, I still am poor. You know, I have, you know, we're, we're paying down a, a lot of debts and I don't make a ton of money. You know, I, I work at a toy store, you know, I'm not this like super rich dude who's like doing this vanity project. It's not what this is, you know, um, I'm just a regular guy who loves this game and, who wants to talk about it with his friends. That's why this show ever started, you know? And I feel like all of a sudden, like you, you, the shows that you love almost become like your creditors, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I don't want a show that I love just become another bill. And I don't want to like feel like, I don't know. It's just, it's just such a weird thing to me. And then the other thing is, we get to do what we want with our arrangement. I feel like if we did a Patreon, we'd be so beholden to produce the content that the patrons wanted to hear that we'd kind of lose that sense of independence. And it's almost the same thing as having like a big-name uh, sponsor Um like the one we used to have where you have this sponsorship. Um, you're on this big site, you're prominently featured and you're expected to do and say things a certain way. And that's fine. But it's also the thing I hated the most about that arrangement, you know, and why I'm so happy in the arrangement we're in right now and would never, ever, ever go back to that old arrangement again. Like, never. Because I like this independence. I like the fact that I can just do this show this way and just talk to you one-on-one -on -one and not have it rejected by our, by our sponsor and go, nope, we don't like it. Do it differently. That's not going to happen. This is going to make air. You know? And that's great. I wouldn't trade that freedom for any amount of money in the world. But I don't know. Anyway, I, I can't wrap my head around it, and and I don't I don't want it. And that's the other thing is that like my anxiety is so bad that like the thought of trying to do a Patreon just oh it it, it just it just makes me ache. It really does. I could never do that. I mean, because then, like, what if it, like, doesn't work? Like, what if it doesn't go right? You know? Like, like, what if people don't do it? What am I, how, how does that make me feel? You know, what if people don't want to pay for the show? 
it's it's so I don't know. Like I, I would never do it. I would never ever 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 do a Patreon, uh, even if it meant you know making way more money doing this show than we currently do. I just couldn't do it. It's so much pressure to like I don't know. Failing at that would make me so miserable, and I would I would probably cancel the show entirely. And that's exactly what the magic sock did. You see, I get I get how the guy felt. But he did it the wrong way. You know, but the feeling, man, that feeling's real. To put your heart and soul into a project and then to ask people who have been listening to it to support you and then to not have the support come. I mean, that's that's a rejection that's tough to recover from. You know? Rejection's just tough anyway. That's the that's that's basically all. I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to go on and on about it because I'm kind of talking in circles. But I just will say this. You the listener will never pay a dime to listen to this show. You'll never pay a dime to support this show. You will never pay a dime for content. You will never pay a dime for giveaways. You will never pay a dime for interaction with us. We are here and we are free for you and you are welcome to our table whenever you like just going back to like the whole thing about not having it all ties together man my anxiety sucks it really does i'm so i get so we don't have guests because i get so nervous to ask people to come on the show because what if they say no like i asked i asked a prominent magic player to appear on the show and they said no, and like I haven't asked again. <laughs> like I've, it was it like it it just hurt my feelings and just made me feel so unimportant that I just haven't wanted to ask. I've been so nervous to ask anyone to come on the show because I don't want to have to feel that again. You know, so I know so I know that having more guests would get us more listeners. And I'll be honest, I mean, I'm happy with the amount of listeners we get on this show. It's not as many as we used to, but I don't expect us to get as many as we used to. But I'm just looking for ways to, like, grow the show and just to, to expand the audience, you know? Because I would love to just have more people talking to us. I'd just love to have more people, like, aware that we exist. You know, if you've been listening to this show since we come ba- came back you know that we're putting out quality content tell your friends tell everyone that you know like that plays magic don't tell people that don't play magic it's an utter waste of their time um <laughs> but you know tell people tell people about the show let people know we exist retweet us for god's sakes when we post new episodes it would help so much i just feel like twitter has become a vacuum where people just shout their opinions into an empty space and then shout back their opinions at opinions they don't agree with. That's just how Twitter's always has Twitter's felt to me over the last couple of years. It hasn't felt like the place for like real person to person interaction like it used to be. It's just I don't know. And our Facebook page might as well not even exist. What the hell is that all about? I don't know nothing about this stuff. Social media is is fun, but it's it's weird. <laughs> I'm someone who didn't have a 
cell phone regularly until like 2010. So you can imagine that, you know, these things are hard for me to adopt and to, uh, to learn to master. Anyway, I think I've gone on long enough. I just really love doing this show. And I just want to be able to share this show with as many people as possible. And I want to know that people are listening and that people care. It's just not worth doing if, if nobody cares. I just really appreciate everyone who's taken a moment to write us a letter, to send us a tweet, to send us any sort of message, and to say that they care about this show. It really, really, really means a lot to us. I hope we can keep putting out shows for a very long time that are informative, fun, and honest. So thank you. So anyway, next week, Stephen will be back, and... We'll talk about Standard from the past couple weeks since I didn't really go in depth with it. Um, I know he'll want to talk about that. And we'll see what we think is positioned well going forward. Um, there's probably going to be some more prep talk about Atlanta um, when I have someone to actually interact with on the on the call. I will uh, talk a little more about um, cards I think are good and bad and sealed. Um, go over the past, you know, this Sunday's uh, stream uh, because we really got to get into this and really got to figure this format out. So uh, definitely want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, and then we will power rank our favorite basic lands, 1 through 100. Um, and that's not actually ever going to happen. So that is, there's that. Uh, but we could do it if we wanted. And that's the point that I've been trying to make. So, uh, until next time, we are Yo MTG Taps. Stop bitching, start brewing. Yeah, yeah, we're on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, the album's already done. Yeah, yeah, collect the funds before we do these shows. Gotta go on a press run. Yeah, yeah, we're on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, the album's already done. Yeah, yeah, collect the funds before we do these shows. Gotta go on the press run. Yo, the rhyme pays more eyes once I rhyme through the doors. Yo, MTG Taps is available every Friday on LegitMTG.com, IWantMyMTG.com, MTGCast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, BrainLink, Telegraph, and via Passenger Pigeon at PigeonCast.com. Questions, comments, or free sticker requests that I will hopefully one day get around to can be sent to yomtgtabs at gmail.com. The intro music is the song Press Run by the amazing Baltimore MC You'll Never Know and is produced by W. Additional background music produced by Logic Marsalis. Purchase all of their music at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. That's magnetic with a K. Seriously, purchase all of their music. Find us on Twitter and Facebook to guarantee infinite happiness forever. Finally, make sure to check out my weekly limited stream, Head Games with Big Head Joe, every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash legitmtg. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.